This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. It's me, Roz. Welcome to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. We've got another listener phone call extravaganza for you. And you know the drill. If you want to be on one, all you got to do is email ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line listener episode and give me some brief bullet points, maybe a sentence or two about the kinds of stories that you have. And then maybe we'll work something out. I'm so excited for this one today. We are going to be hearing from Demi. We're going to be hearing from Helen and Daniel. And so let's just get right into it. It is time for this month's listener phone call extravaganza. On with the show. Demi from Los Angeles. How are you, Demi? I'm fantastic. How are you? So good. What kind of stories you got for me? Uh, okay, I know I told you about three, and I believe they're all grandmother-themed. <laughs> I love a grandmother spirit. Oh, yeah. she. Um, my grandma and I were very close. We, I grew up with her. She's always been a very close uh, relative. I mean, she kind of basically raised me. So um, she passed away in 2016, and the whole story is a little bit of a two-parter. <laughs> It's um so basically I was going through a bad breakup in 2016. My grandmother was had fallen ill, she had lung cancer and she had um she was just basically on hospice at that time. And I was going through a bad breakup at the time also and I was kind of not sure where I was going to be 
Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to come back to LA because I was in Seattle at the time or if I was going to stop off in Sacramento and I didn't know how I was going to get there even. And so I literally had all my bags and everything packed and I used to do drag. So I had a whole lot of, <laughs> a whole lot of boxes and things <laughs> and I had bought a plane ticket, but I had no clue how to get my stuff there. So, um, I was like sitting by my phone just waiting one day and I had a message from a friend that I hadn't spoken to in probably years saying that he was leaving from Seattle to Riverside where I'm from. And I was like, how are you getting there? He goes, I already got a, I already got a, um, a, a U-Haul. And I was like, when are you leaving? Saturday, the same day that I bought my plane ticket for. I don't know how I manifested this. It it happened. Weird. Super weird. But I'm very glad it did happen because um, I was actually able to go to Riverside with him where my grandmother was and see her before she passed. Whoa. Yeah. So I was able to spend like a week with her while she was basically on her deathbed. Um, It was really amazing first of all but you know after a while i'm like i gotta go back to sacramento where i had already dropped off dropped off my stuff to uh at my friend's house so i was gonna go stay with them the wigs the wigs the boxes the outfits it was all mm -hmm, it was all waiting for me back there so um i had gone back and um i think maybe it was like maybe two weeks after that um i was in san francisco partying it up with some friends and I got the phone call from my mom saying grandma's gone. And, uh, I was like, okay, cool. We expected this. I get it. I'm at a party right now. I'm not gonna, I know she would want me to like actually have fun rather than like be sad about this. So finished off the party, went home, went out to Sacramento, I think the next day. And I believe it was that night. So this is where it gets weird. That night I had gone to bed and I had this crazy dream about my grandmother. It was, I have, I've had some pretty crazy dreams in my life. Like I've, I'm a very spiritual person. I've, I've had some very outlandish dreams, but this one was different because it, it had a completely different feel to it. It seemed real. It was, but it was like also cartoony in a way, but I had, woken up in her basically her um her to her uh, mobile home park that she would li that she was living in at the time and she was with me she was like right next to me and we were talking and having this whole conversation about like how i missed her how i love her and we're walking through the park together and the next thing you know she goes i'll race you and she <laughs> She starts running and I'm like, my grandmother is running. This is crazy. Like <laughs> it was so weird. We were running through the park and we we're like having, we we're like laughing, having a good time. And like we run up this hill and um, we get to like this end of this hill, which is kind of like part of the hill in the park. But at the end of the hill was actually like this really weird gateway. <laughs> and then she looked at me and she said, you know, I got to go. Um, I'm just happy to see you. And I was like, I miss you. I love you so much. And then that was that I literally woke up immediately and just started crying. It was just immediate. 
I had never experienced anything like that before in my life. It was, I've experienced some really weird things before, but like nothing like that. It was, it was a very unique experience, I think. And um, I definitely think that I was visited by my grandmother. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my that's not God. The, that's not the only time she's visited me either. She's visited me a couple other times too. But in that was dreams? The first time. In dreams. Um, I, I mostly get like, I mean, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person. I read tarot. I, I do all kinds of things, but yeah, I, I've, I've had experiences like that, but, but I think mostly I get communicated with in dreams. Well, you said in an email that you talked to her through a psychic. Yeah. <laughs> now, where did you meet the psychic? I met him on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point in my life, I haven't been on Grinder in a long time, but there was a point when I was on Grinder, and that's how I met my hair, somebody that was cutting my hair for a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, you can meet some really great people on there. I'm not on the apps either anymore, but um, this is a really weird time in my life, too. It, I, I was going through kind of a dark time, and um, my... I, I had just was like, I'm, I just need to get laid or something, because I just I, I need to, like, get out of the house. And so I, I start talking to this guy really cute, whatever. And, um, we start exchanging messages and saying like, how are you? Where are you? Who are you? Whatever. And he goes, I have a really weird question for you. I go, yeah, sure. He goes, do you and have that can an mean a lot theme? of things on grinder? True. Yeah. It, very true. And she goes, and he goes, do you have an older female presence that you were very close to? <laughs> and I was like, um, yes, <laughs> this is weird. And um, he goes, is, was she your grandmother on your mom's side? I go, yeah. And she, and he goes, is your birthday in September? <laughs> I go, what is happening I go, yes, that, that's where my birthday is. She goes, and he goes, it just passed, you know, happy birthday, but your grandmother is actually here with me and she wants to say hi. Oh my God. Your grandma was on Grinder. <laughs> my grandma was on Grinder to say hi to me. And so I was like, whoa, wait a second. So like now I have to meet this person because this is just too creepy and weird. And so we, we meet up, I go over to his place and he actually does a tarot reading for me. And, um, actually like, like telling me all the things I should be doing instead of what I wasn't doing, you know? And he goes, well, your grandmother, like, you know, she just really wants to know that she really loves you. She's here for you whenever you need her. And she wants to just let you know that you're on the right path and you just need to like get clearer about what you're, what you're doing. And I was like, wow, this is so crazy. Again, Grandma on Grinder. I don't know how this happened, <laughs> but it just, it was meant to happen, I guess. So did you guys hook up? No, <laughs> I did not get laid. Okay. I, I think the mood had gone by that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not usually how it starts. <laughs> no, I, I, I was definitely like not in the right <laughs> yeah. mind frame for that after that. But no, I was very thankful for that. I never saw him again. Oh my god, that's amazing. Okay, tell me another mm -hmm. story. All right, this one's more of a synchronicity story. Love it. Um, but my I my mom is a bit of a hoarder. Um, she had recently moved. This just happened maybe like last year. 
Um, but she had recently moved to this, this apartment and she had all this stuff in storage. So I went out to Riverside to help her move all of her stuff from storage to her, to her new apartment. And we found all kinds of, all kinds of things. Um, <laughs> one of which was being, we've already had this discussion of like where grandma or grandpa might not have been my grandpa. Like grandma might've had a, uh, <laughs> grandma might've had a, um, an affair okay. <laughs> during the time of my mom. So it's been this question for the past couple of years between me and my, and my aunts and my mom and everything. It's like, well, we, we will never know for sure. We've had DNA tests. It's inconclusive, but there's been some questions still. And now Maury's off the air. That show's not even on anymore. And now Maury's off the air. Um, but <laughs> one of which that we found was um, we found this lighter. And... Uh, I looked at this lighter and I was like, who's E.T.? And she looks and my mom looks at me and she goes, well, no, it says E.T. on here. Who's E.T.? And and he goes, oh, my God. And she goes, oh, my God, that's Ed Tejeda, the guy that grandma might have had an affair with. <gasps> she she had this lighter in her stuff still. And we found it in the storage unit. Your grandma so she kept this lighter for definitely decade. was doing things with E.T. Exactly. Exactly. But one of the other things that we found, this was kind of the most interesting part to me, other than, you know, not knowing that my grandfather was maybe not my grandfather, um, was, uh, so I was cleaning up my mom's car. Again, huge hoarder, papers, garbage everywhere. I love my mom, but it's one of the things. Um, I was going through her car and I, I went through her glove box, which was just full of all this papers, all of these DMV papers and everything. I'm going through, I'm sorting. And I found a letter that was addressed to me. And I was like, what the heck? But it was to my old address in Seattle. And I was like, what the heck is this? Why is it? Why is it still in my mom's car? I haven't lived in Seattle at this point in like six years. Like what the hell is this letter? I open it. It's a birthday card from my grandmother. And my birthday had just passed. Mm. So I was like, what? On? I went and I'm like screaming to mom. I'm like, mom, what is this? <laughs> she goes, I don't know. It must have just been in the car. Or maybe I forgot to send it or something. Or maybe grandma just wanted you to have it now. Yeah, it seems like that. So, but. Again, we always had this thing where she would say, I love you more than a rainbow ever since I was a kid. Mm. And it was signed, I love you more than a rainbow. And I still have the card. It's kind of like one of the last things I have from her. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. <laughs> do you have other stories? I do. I've actually seen a ghost. Oh my God. Can I hear? Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So me and... A couple of my friends back when I was uh, living in Riverside, this is maybe 2010 or so. Um, we had no 2009. And so we had decided to go ghost hunting one day, me and two of my friends. And we had done a little Google search of like really cool cemeteries to go to. And one of which was Hillside Cemetery in Redlands. And anyone who grew up in the IE or even in Redlands has kind of been familiar with this because there's a lot of stories about this cemetery. 
some of which being there has been um, satanic rituals or children going missing in the hills nearby, all kinds of things. This Google search brought up all of this information to us. So we were like, we got to go <laughs> naturally. And um, we had um, we had gone out during the day and I brought like my pendulum with me to kind of like see if I can like get any messages or anything and to no avail. But we also wanted to scout out where we were going to get into, what it looked like inside so we don't get lost because it's kind of a really big cemetery. And so we came back that night. We brought our camera equipment. Um, me and my car, my car in particular <laughs> was a uh, 1994 Toyota Corolla at the time with the driver's side door smashed in <laughs> because um, my grand, my stepdad had taken it for a joyride one night. So I only had one, op- one working door on this car. And so me and my two friends were like in this car, we drive up to Hillside Cemetery, we get out and we look at the giant columns in the front and it's just the giant walls we can't really get over it um so we're like well hey like why don't we like go around the back and see if we can get up get in and so um i go yeah sure i i drive the car around the back of the cemetery and we found a low hanging fence so we're like, hey, we can hop over that easily. Let's get our stuff and like, let's get out. And we got my friend in the back who's like kind of gathering his bag and his equipment and stuff. And me and my other friend in the front seat, we're just kind of like staring out the window, waiting for him to get ready in the back. And we see this kind of like white figure, like this amorphous mist, like coming towards us. Mm-mm. It was like getting bigger. And I go... Brittany, do you see that? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I do. And I was like, what the hell is that? And it's getting closer and closer to us. And she can even vouch for this too, like to this day, that we both saw the exact same thing. Um, but it was coming towards us. And then I didn't want to wait around to see if it got any closer to us. It got like basically to the fence. We still couldn't make out any sort of shape on it. It's just like this weird mist that started coming towards us. I said, oh, hell no. I <laughs> I don't think I've driven away and like peeled out as fast as I ever have in my entire life. Oh, my God. I've never seen anything like that. Now, when you describe this, like, did it look like if there was actual like mist of this world or was it like something that just didn't seem like it was natural do you know what i mean like did it look different or did it just look like a vape cloud coming this way like you know what i mean or was it like <laughs> something otherworldly as well like i don't know our first guess was it might have been uh like maybe like a worker or like you know someone who works in the cemetery at night with a light okay you know But as it got closer to us, we could clearly see that it was just kind of, and it was a very clear night. It was just kind of like what seemed to be a sentient mist. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, it was coming straight towards us. And it was almost to the fence where we were, maybe about 20 to 30 feet away from us before I was like, I can't, we got to go. Oh, It it got really close to us. 
it was very creepy. And my friend in the back was begging us to turn back around and go see because he didn't see it. But I was like, no, we're not going back. We 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 successfully went ghost hunting. We didn't even have to get out of the car to do it. <laughs> you know, that's amazing. I wish it was always that way. Demi, you you got the stories. These are good. Thanks. <laughs> are there any more while I have you here? Um, have you ever heard of Randonautica? No. Okay. Well, Randonautica. I don't know if you're into like quantum physics or anything like that. Not not a ton, but I love to hear about it. Okay. Well, Randonautica is basically it's an app that you can use on your phone. And I was I became interested in this because I actually had a podcast I was working on for a while. I have one now, but the, my previous project, um, A Cosmic Journey, we had discovered this app. Um, and it basically, we had heard the story about these kids in Seattle who had used this app. Basically, it's a quantum point finder. So like you set an intention and then it'll like find a random spot for you. There's all kinds. If you go on Reddit, you'll go on a deep dive down a rabbit hole and find all kinds of weird stories about this app. But there was this particular story about these kids in Seattle who um, use this app and they put in (laughs) their intention was death. Go figure. But they found a dead body. Whoa. Yeah. You can Google this. It's a real thing. Um, but I was like, I got to try this app. And so, <laughs> so I basically um, took off on my scooter here in LA. But again, that sounds like grinder. Like you just say your intention is <laughs> dick and then it shows you where to find it. And it'll show you where to find it. Exactly. It's basically, it's grinder for um, quantum physics. Yep. But um, so basically, I don't remember what my, I think my, my intention was angels because I wanted to go the opposite of what death was. I'm like, let's do angels. Um, and so uh, I had took off on my scooter and I was following this thing. And um, I had gone really far from where I was. It actually took me pretty far. It took me like almost downtown. And I had gone down this hill it was a very slight incline. It wasn't that bad or anything, but um, I had hit a pothole and I was almost to the end of where this location was. And I I'd hit a pothole and I literally flipped over my handlebars and I fractured my arm. And <laughs> it was so embarrassed because the middle of the street and this is like during the pandemic. So there was like nobody on the street, but luckily there was somebody that like had just pulled up behind me and I was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And so, but I was like already nearly where I was supposed to go on this app. So I was just like, I'm just going to walk there and then go to the hospital because I want to find <laughs> this out. And so I like walked over to like where this place was. And I, the the actual location was like where this car was parked and the license plate said 1111 on it. And there was a little angel hanging in the dash cam. What the hell? Yeah, it was so weird. It, I was like, well, I'm going to go to the hospital now. I figured this out. It was very weird. But how does this app work? <laughs> I don't know. So it, it's, like a quant, it's like a quantum point finder. It's like a random point, basically. You set intention. And you know how quantum mechanics kind of work? It's It's like very... Um, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just random. And so it just basically gives you a random point on a map and you go there. 
there's all these stories of like people that like set their intention to like something really dark or something. And there's just like a creepy woman who's like sitting there, you know, or they'll find their intentions purple and they'll find like a garden full of purple flowers or something like that. It's completely random and doesn't always work, but there's usually something you can gather from it. If you go on these expeditions, it's really interesting. And it's called Randonautica. Randonautica. And I think the Reddit thread is called Randonauts. So like if you, it's, that's what you're looking for on Reddit. I can't believe I've never heard of this. Oh my God. I'm going to get into this. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm Googling There's it tons right of now. TikToks about it, too. Check it out. Okay. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. <gasps> There's a ghost in my house! Helen in the Colorado area. How are you? I am so good. How are you? So good. Wait, so you work at a haunted school? Yes, I do. What kind of school? Like what age? Um, so it's a really rural school, so it's actually all kinds of kids. It's everybody. Like kindergarten um, to it's, yeah, actually like like little little kids. Uh we have a, a daycare all the way up through 12th grade. Whoa. And then yeah. also ghosts. Yes, uh, there are some of those hanging around too. Apparently, don't know how old they are. Maybe maybe they're school age. Maybe not. <laughs> Do you have any idea who they are? Um, no. That's also kind of the funny thing. So, I mean, a lot of people pass through because it is so. Um, like the building is a really important building, like for the community. So, um, there will be like community events in it, or uh other gatherings it's not just for school so who knows <laughs> hmm. okay well yeah. what kind of stuff happens so the craziest or one of the crazier things that has happened is it actually happened a couple years ago um my coworker was um doing 
lunches during the summer for our summer program. And since it was pretty small, she was the only cook that we had at the time, like over the summer. And so she was in the kitchen and she uh, was in the back where there is like a table and a chair and she was taking a break. And uh, there were some papers and a pencil on the table. And um, so this is actually something that was caught on security footage too. Um, but I, I don't have the footage, unfortunately, but um, I have seen it. And so she's just sitting at the table, chilling, whatever. And you see the pencil, like, you know how pencils are kind of like, they're like octagons or whatever. So they have mm -hmm. the ridges. Yeah. So the pencil starts like rocking back and forth a little bit. She's not even looking at it. And so it, it rocks, it rocks. And then it almost like, it's like somebody took it and spun it from the middle, <sighs> like towards her. And she freaked out and ran away. Also saw that on the footage. It was like break dancing. It was like yeah, doing that yeah, move. basically, yeah, like, yeah. So, so she saw it in the moment and then was like, "I yeah. need to see the footage." Yeah, because she knew there was a camera there, and so uh, when she looked at it, it was all right there. And was it known that this place is haunted at this point? So. Not exactly, or like it doesn't get talked about all the time, but there's like people definitely have stories. So, well, what oh, kind of ahead. stuff has happened to you? Um, I mean, I hang out on the weekends at school because I just work all the time, and uh, there's just like kind of weird, creepy feelings. Like, I know it's a big building, um. I also never turn the lights on when I'm like, I turn them on in my classroom, but I don't turn the building lights on when I'm here alone. Cause I keep secretly hoping things will happen. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going after the ghost like you do. <laughs> I'm like, come. And they're not oh, listening. It sounds scary to me. Um, well, did the kids ever report anything? Um, not a ton oh yeah they like will hear something or um they'll they'll say stuff one time we were watching a movie in the gym like as a it, so it was actually halloween <laughs> and uh we had like a movie night horror night and some of the kids like heard stuff in the gym while we were in there watching it but i mean there's a movie but there was also just like moments where, um, so like I was there too as like a chaperone and the, the gym, like the way the gym lights work is that they're either like, there's one section on of them or all of them on or none of them on. Right. So, um, the one like section of lights, um, that was like the back of the gym section um, so they were watching too, like La Llorona. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And so like, you know, the scary part when like they're the, like, she's totally coming at the kids and the family or whatever. Mm -hmm. and it's like the worst part. Yeah. And so like right at that moment, like they're screaming on the movie. Some of the kids are screaming a little bit. And then this one single light in the back of the gym just turns on. That was her. So, yeah, I know. It probably is. The kids believe in her too, so. 
<laughs> so when like new teachers or whatever start working yeah. there, are yeah. they d- debrief? Like, are people like, just so you know? <laughs> No, we try not to scare them away at first because we're like, please don't work here. We need you. Teacher shortage. But, yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, but like, it's funny because people come to conclusions on their own. Like, what? that's the like, best when people are like, yeah. have you ever heard that there's a ghost? Yeah. And then you get to be the person that's like, oh, yes, let me yeah, tell you. This, this stuff happened. Yeah. So, like, I've heard multiple people tell me, like, three or four different people. Um, like, when I first started working here, people were like, yeah, it's haunted. And I was like, what? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so I was even like, yeah, right. It's like a newer building, whatever. Um, and then, uh, the custodian, she like swore up and down. She was like, nope, I hear doors all the time. I hear voices. I hear people coming down the hall and I'm the only one here. It's like eight o'clock. Yeah, I know. And I was like, uh, I would be a little scared. So custodian, like like, that's, who's going to see the most. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're alone and it's that's at night. It's not even during the day. Um, if that so, was me, my little cart would have Clorox, yeah. it would have Windex, and it would have holy water holy in a spray water, bottle. I was say. Yeah, I'm like, maybe I should get some of that too. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then, like, so she, that custodian um, left, and we got a new custodian. <laughs> and she came to her supervisor and was like, uh, anything weird ever happened here and her supervisor was like maybe (laughs) why (laughs) who's asking (laughs) yeah what do you want to know and uh she was like well i was cleaning in one of the back hallways and i heard doors opening and closing and there's nobody else in the school at this point and her supervisor was like, mm. <laughs> mm, it's nothing, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's just your head. Uh, it's fine. Um, no, but like, so she definitely heard something. And then even um, one of my uh, fellow teachers, uh, she was new this year and she was here around the weekend working and doing some stuff. And she heard like, um, like basketballs bouncing in the gym. And like, and that's actually the gym is supposedly like one of the more like creepy places that in the back of the kitchen where the pencil incident occurred. Mm. Um, But she also heard like voices like she was down one of the hallways and she heard voices in like a classroom and nobody was in there. And it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. And I'm like, who is this? Like, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I hang out at school all the time because it's my job, but I don't know why you would want to hang out at school. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, in old <laughs> school, yeah, when there's no one there, is that's terrifying to me. Yeah, it's just like the cavernous spaces and like the hallways don't have a lot of windows, but the classrooms have a lot, which is really nice. But, but like echoey hallways and yeah, gym. Ugh. Yeah. So many places a ghost could be. Exactly. And who knows? There's like all these closets. They definitely hang out in the closets during the day, I feel like. Like where no one goes in. 
So you were also telling me that you grew up in a haunted farmhouse or you were living in one at um, one point? I, so my family had one. Um, so my family, like, used to... My, my family's from England and um, they owned a farmhouse for, like, oh, probably, like, 80 years. Um, in England? And, yeah, in England. Amazing. And yeah, it was great. So I just got to go over and be like, hi, I'm the weird American cousin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let me like eat all your chocolate and cheese and then I'll leave. But um, yeah, and it was a really old house. I think it had been built, I want to say in like 1773 or something, like pre-United States. I know. And I'm like, wow, it's still standing. No, but it was a really, it was a cool house. And um and like my cousin and I, we would go out in the yard and there would just be all this like broken pottery everywhere, like from like coming up in the dirt. Like we would literally play like archaeologists and go hunting for pottery in the yard. Oh it was just God. so old. Yeah. And people just throwing their stuff out like whatever this plate broke. Don't need that. So, um, but yeah, weird things would like happen in this house too. So like my, I always heard stories. Um, my grandfather grew up there and he, um, it was like the 1940s. So like literally like World War II era England. And uh, so it's, they've had, you know, the blackouts and stuff like that. And um, at night, like they would just kind of go sit in like the kind of the, um, the sitting room I guess like the like around the fire and stuff like that and um there was a couple of times where they just heard this like really weird noise coming from a corner and it wasn't just like oh there's a mouse in the wall or uh the wind no it sounded like literally you know those metal cookie tins okay yeah yeah like imagine somebody like throwing one down the stairs and the kind of noise it would make hmm. yeah <laughs> and then they're like what was that nothing fell over and they like pulled up the floorboards to see if there was anything under there there was nothing um they heard voices too and my cousins actually or no sorry my, my great-grandmother she heard her voice or her name being called and like she was just doing whatever in the kitchen and um, she heard her name. She thought it was my great grandfather, her husband calling for her. Um, but so she was like, yeah, what, like, what do you need? What? And then he didn't answer. She's like, okay, weird, whatever. Just keep doing what I'm doing. And then later he comes in for lunch and she asks him, what, what did you need earlier? Why were you calling my name? And of course, it was not him calling her name. Uh, yeah, and and <laughs> yeah, and there's and there's no like I don't think at the time she had had any of like any of her kids yet. So that happened, and then um, because my family owned this house for so long, um, like um, so after my great grandparents died, my great uncle lived in it, and then um, some of my cousins lived in it, and uh, so my cousins like the ones who I used to go hunting for pottery in the yard with, they were there, um, but they were going on vacation. And so they had um, 
like their oldest son who didn't live with them at the time. He was staying in the house to house it. And so he was alone and he heard from somewhere else in the house, his name then being called, even though no one was home at all. I hate when a ghost knows your name because that means that they're just chilling, watching everything and taking notes and picking up like, okay, that one's name is that. It's like when I see them, I'm (laughs) going to yell like, oh, yeah. And, and even, I don't even know because it's weird because he didn't even live in the house at the time. So he was just staying there. So like, how did that ghost know his name? (laughs) What did it hear? Hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know, but um, and that was like seventy years apart that this happened, which seventy, seventy, yeah, like whoa, seven, yeah. So literally, my my great grandmother in the twenties hearing it, uh, or the thir- no, must have been the twenties, and then so no, eighty years because then it was like the two thousands when my cousin heard his name. Damn, those ghosts and, are just yeah, chilling. They're just, yeah, they're they're happy there. I mean, the farm used to be like a brewery, I think. So maybe they're having a good time still. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and just like yeah, I hear like all these stories too. Of, like my my grandfather also like not only did the weird cookie tin get thrown down the stairs, noise wise, um, but he also woke up to someone standing over him at night oh my god and then yeah it wasn't his parents and then i'm like well what'd you do and he's like i think i pulled the covers over my head and just like to sleep well yeah what do you do like what do you do yeah like are you gonna fight the ghost or what (laughs) but yeah and and then another like because my cousin then um a different or not the one who was staying there but uh one who was actually living there she was my age and um she then told me that she woke up to someone standing over her in her bed. So it was, again, one of those weird, like, 70, 80-year time jumps. You would think that that happens. ghost would get a new act oh, oh, yeah. in that amount of time, you know? It's like, learn a yeah. new trick, you know? Throw really, something. Like, yeah. Like, Spin a pencil. Just, Do something. Yeah, we need to get some pencils over there. Why are you just standing and calling people's names? That's that's kind of stalker behavior. So, <laughs> so what is going on with this house nowadays? Is it still in the family? Um, no, we sold it. So, um, the family sold it off, and because uh, some of my like family had passed away and all that, so um, now it, I think it's available to stay in. Um. Like, in uh, a like an Airbnb. Kind of yeah, like a, uh-huh. So, but I'm not 100% like sure what the booking situation is. And I don't know. It's kind of in an industrial area, I think. Like it used to be nice farmland. But all I remember when I visited was like well, the chocolate and the cheese, but also like a lot of cars driving by. I can only imagine the reviews. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You might wake up to somebody standing over you, but otherwise, yeah. amenities were nice. Um, yeah, bed was comfy. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Helen, thank you so much for sharing all this. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, if anything else ever happens, give me a call 
and sure. let's do it again. Yes, you'll be the first to know if there there are more pencils or <laughs> voices or anything in the school. <laughs> thank you, and thanks for being a yep. teacher. That's amazing. Oh, of course, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I've been ghosted, too. Oh, my God. Daniel is here from Maryland. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? It's a happy uh, Muna presale ticket date to everyone who observes that. Not to date the episode. Oh, are you one of these Muna girlies? I am. I am. I am. I saw them on their last tour, and I'm probably going to see them on this tour. So... I love that. Yeah, I need to yeah. get into them more. Everyone's always telling me oh. about them. Album of the year for sure. For sure. Well, thanks for the tip. What about <laughs> Ghost Daniel? We didn't come here yes. to talk about music. That's true. That's true. I um yeah, I I have a couple of ghost story, ghost stories, gross stories. I said all uh, Tell me a gross story first I, and then a ghost story. I mean, story. they're all pretty gross. Um, Because a lot of my ghost stories come from this convent that I used to like. So this convent is near where I grew up, just outside of D.C. And I worked there and like would stay there for periods of time sometimes uh, for about 10 years, um, starting in like 1995 or six, I think, whenever I was 12 years old. Um, And so I started working there after school. Yeah, (laughs) I think it was like 96 to be sort of you know, around that era. Um, and so I started working there, but I had attended this daycare center that was inside of the convent. Um, when I was like two years old, I started going there for daycare and it was the daycare center for the local Catholic parish. I grew up in this very Catholic household. Don't worry. It didn't, it didn't take. So I'm, (laughs) I'm cool. I'm, I'm chill. (laughs) Um, but was it like an active convent at the time there were nuns roaming around? So there were, I think like three floors there was like a basement and then a ground floor and then two floors above that and the the top floors were all where the nuns lived and then the ground floor and the basement had like these classrooms that had been turned into a daycare center and they they had kids from like infancy up to like you know pre-kindergarten like four or five years old Um, and and this is mid-90s when sister act was having its moment (laughs) sure i think it was a little after that but yeah like that had happened for sure and okay. the the daycare center was run by one of the nuns that lived there who I'll like pseudonymously call Sister Mary. Um, and yeah, and she, of course. So she was like my boss. Um, my brother worked there. Some of my other friends worked there. And we would like do a lot of cleaning and stuff. So it was generally they were pretty gross stories. Like I'm cleaning up little bathrooms that kids, you know, pee all over. <laughs> like, mm. yeah, you know, stuff like that and like repairs. Yeah. And um, but anyway, so we would we would sometimes stay there on weekends and sometimes it was to do like more concentrated cleaning. Like, you know, we'd move all the furniture off and wax the floors or do the carpets, or we would um, sometimes we were there just to kind of take care of some of the less um, independent nuns. So like if they got left there by the younger nuns for the weekend, we would kind of hang out and take care of, they had dogs and they had, they had these nuns that, that lived there. And so we would kind of be there to keep an eye on both the dogs and the nuns, you know, make sure nobody like falls down and breaks a hip kind of thing. And that sounds very weird because we were adolescent, you know, assigned male at birth teenagers or whatever. And it's like a weird place for us to be hanging out, but they had like this big TV and like all this other, it was like pretty cool for us. And they had cable, which we didn't have. So like, 
my brother and my friends and I, we would like stay there for weekends. And it was like kind of like a fun thing because we didn't really have adult supervision and we could, you know, like get into the nun's <laughs> liquor cabinet. Um, <laughs> you know, it was kind of fun, you know? So. Oh um, my God. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, I don't know. It's like a weird, it's like a very formative part of my life that is so, I think strains and and unique to like just like living at a convent and like working in daycare as like a young, you know, again, like at the time, like male mask person, like it, it's not usual for young teen boys to like work in daycare and childcare settings, but it was great, you know. And I eventually like went on to be like more of a teacher and not just cleaning repair person. And yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but this convent was like super haunted. Um and my brother and my friends and I all had like crazy experiences a lot of the time there. And it would be like little stuff like, you know, you'd see like a doll's head move or something like that. Mm. Um, but we we would like stay there a lot in the summer, especially. And so this one story that I thought I would tell you today, it's it's I think my best one that I've got. So I'm going to come in hot um, okay. <laughs> and it's called I call it the lights in the basement. So my brother and I were staying at this convent for the weekend, just like dog sitting this time. Um, and on these kind of weekends, it was like extra chill because we didn't have to like do any of the additional cleaning work. We didn't really have to watch any of the nuns. So we were just watching these like three dogs and like one of them was like a really big dog and the other two were like little terrier mixes. Um, and, you know, we just we would feed them, let them go out for the bathroom and like watch cable TV and hang out. And it was super chill. Um so this is a summer weekend, Friday night goes, goes by without issue and it's totally normal. And like, I just remember that it was this really hot summer and there were cockroaches that would like just cover the sidewalks for some, they would never come into the building. Like it wasn't like a gross health code thing, but like when you came and went, you would like, they would just be on the sidewalk, like basking in the heat and it was disgusting. And, um, you know, they'd come out at, at dusk. And so, you know, I remember coming out, seeing that. And then when I went back inside uh, on Saturday, like evening, you know, I went across the street to go to 4.30 p.m. mass because I was a good, uh, <laughs> good, faithful little person. And when I came back, it was like getting really cloudy and these cockroaches are out. And it was just like this very like kind of like American Gothic sort of vibe, you know, it sounds and amazing. a storm was coming in. Yeah, it was, you know, it was something. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's amazing for a ghost story. Yeah, yeah, it's great, great ambiance, you know. But uh, yeah, so we, you know, we like, we knew that this storm was coming in. So we like gathered up batteries and flashlights and stuff. Because um, they had these really old fuse boxes at this convent where you could like, it wasn't like the modern breaker boxes where you flip a thing back and forth. You had to actually like unscrew a fuse if it burned out and like replace it with a new one that screwed in its place. So we like made sure we knew where the fuses were and we like had all that stuff ready to go. And we were just like sort of chilling because like the power goes out a lot in this neighborhood, especially, but we knew it would go out at the convent, you know, more than likely. So we're like watching TV, like trying to get the most out of that before the power goes out. And we're sitting at this little table in the nun's kitchen, like eating dinner. And the dogs are like eating their dinner from their bowls on the floor, like a few feet away. And, you know, sure enough, like not that long after the storm comes through, the power goes out from high winds and it was like this really strong storm, but it was really short. So it was over like within less than an hour. And we we're sitting in this kitchen with our flashlights on. We finished our meal, you know, we put the dishes in the sink 
And it got really, really quiet because, you know, there was no TV background noise. There was no, you know, it was just one of those things where your power goes out, the storm is over. And all of a sudden it goes from really noisy outside to like just really eerily quiet. Just and you and the nun ghosts. Me, me and the nun ghosts and a couple of dogs and my brother. And, um, and so the, the biggest dog's name was uh, Sammy and you know, she was this big, like kind of almost looked like a Rottweiler or something, but like a real soft Rottweiler, like real big floppy ears and like had that color and that size, but was like such a big, like, I don't even want to say gentle giant. Cause she was like more scared of anything than, than, than the little dogs. But, um, so she like, you know, it gets really weird and she was, she was this pretty meek dog. Um, and she like all of a sudden in this eerie quiet, she jumped up from like her little post meal nap on the floor and she ran down the hall from the kitchen and around a corner to where the front door of the comet was, which is also the front door of the child center. So this is where people would bring their kids in every day. And it was like the main entry point for the building. And, um, you know, again, she's not aggressive at all. So she's just barking up a storm. Like she is really worked up, like acting like a lunatic. Um, and so we're kind of surprised by that, but we figured maybe, you know, somebody from the parish or something was swinging by to like, see if the nuns were doing okay with the power outage. So we would just get up and be like, we're cool. They're not here. So we walk over to this front door. We walk down the, um, or we, we go into this classroom. The infant room was right across from the kitchen. And from the infant room, you could kind of peek through some curtains without being noticed usually. And you could see if someone was on the front stoop. And we would do that a lot when we were there because if we didn't feel like like talking to whatever random person was there to see the nuns, we would just ignore it. Um, <laughs> so we did that. There was nobody there nobody standing on the front stoop and so that was weird and we were just like okay I guess they left and then all of a sudden Sammy like paused turned around like stopped barking for a split second turns around and bolts back down the hallway the other direction kind of back towards where the kitchen was um, because right next to the kitchen door was like this stairwell that went down to what we called the trash yard it was like a back kind of side yard with a bunch of big trash cans and that's where you would go dump all the trash and you know that's sometimes where you would let the dogs out and just they would you know poop out there and you go pick it up and so she's running down there barking all the while again we're pretty on edge and my brother said you know something like oh well maybe she just wants to go outside and we were like yeah all right sure that's where she normally goes out that's seems normal so just as he like hesitantly kind of takes a step to go down the first little um chunk of the stairways onto the landing where the door out to the trash yard was he um she turns a gun again, back around, runs back to the front door, barking again. So like at this point, I'm getting pretty scared. You know, like it's just, it's very weird. It's like somebody is going very quickly from front door to back door outside, like messing with us. And we don't even, but they're not even knocking. They're not even doing anything. It's just, just only the dog can tell that they're there. At this and, point, did you know that this place was haunted? Or oh yeah. Did oh, that yeah. cross your mind? Okay. <laughs> For sure. Like, but you know, you kind of, I don't know. I don't know, not like sometimes the non-supernatural source of, of this type of thing is even scary. Like sometimes a person being there is scarier than a ghost. Right. But I think we were kind of hoping (laughs) it was like just people, um, like being friendly maybe. Um, but you know, like you, it's, it's that point where you start to feel really kind of uneasy because something's up, you know what I mean? And it's dark. I think it was one of the nuns lovers. 
<laughs> like secret down oh, low yeah. lovers mm-hmm. that would that's what they would do is like knock on the front door right. knock on the back door, really no quietly mm-hmm. yeah they have to be really mysterious about it and then they're like damn in. i think she's out of town like yeah. there's yeah oh that makes a lot of sense actually <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a secret illicit love affair that we didn't know about. Our, mm-hmm. our young innocent minds couldn't couldn't have you know figured it out. Um, but yeah, so she so she runs back to the front door, and we're like, "That's really weird." I'm getting scared. My brother's getting scared. We're not really talking about how scared we are. We're just kind of like reacting to what the dog's doing, and so we both you know without really speaking, follow her back to the front door, and. I'm like thinking we definitely shouldn't split up. Like we should, we all need to like stay as a cohesive unit. I've seen scary movies. Um, I think it must've been like 96. Cause I feel like I had seen scream by this point. And like, that was like fresh oh, in my mind. Yes. Um, and so, you know, but this time my brother like goes up and I guess is feeling brave and he puts his eye to the people in the front door and without saying a word, like he pulls his head back and I just knew that no one was there again. And so I, quickly kind of reached forward around him and like made sure that the deadbolt was set and that the knob was locked and everything, you know, just to, you know, get that, get that box ticked. And then sure enough, like just seconds later, Sammy turns around again and runs back down the hall towards this trash yard door. And we're running after her with our flashlights in our hands. And this time, instead of barking at the, at the door, she runs down the landing uh, and then, so like, there's like four or five steps and then a little landing and that's where the door is that goes outside. And then the steps turn from that landing and go down to the basement where the, there's the laundry room and like a boiler room and a couple of classrooms. And she stops on this landing, turns down toward the basement. Um, there's a gate there because we, for the kids during when the child center is open and then also to keep the dogs so that we know what floor they're on um, when we're not like staying with them so there's this little baby gate that's locked and she can't go down the stairs but she's just on this landing kind of nose to the baby gate barking down the stairs into the basement and you know we're like okay and my brother runs down and locks the door to the trash yard you know make sure that that's locked so we're now pretty sure that like both doors are locked and we feel a little safer and then we were just like you know what fuck this like we grabbed this big dog and we carried her upstairs to the second floor, which was where we would sleep when we were there. And we just, we brought all the dogs up there and we hunkered down uh, on the, on the little like enclosed porch that we would sleep on. And we were like, we're just going to wait till the power comes back on. And, you know, we had some newspapers, we could put the newspapers down and we could clean up after the dogs the next day. And like dealing with whatever that like mess would come of that seemed like easier than, dealing with whatever, like, whatever the fuck was going on at this, you know, at these doors. So, um, a few hours later, we noticed that like the streetlights come back on, but the power in the building is still off. And we talked about going down to check the fuses in the basement, but neither of us really wanted to, like, we were just like being babies about it. And we were like, you know what? It's already like 2 AM. The sun will be up in a few hours. It's summer. So we decided to wait it out and just do it in the daytime. And then sure sure enough, we go down there the next morning, Sunday morning, and there's like a blown 30 amp fuse in the electric panel. And so we replace it. And then, you know, you flip the master switch back on on the breaker and the power comes back on and everything seemed fine. Like everything was totally normal the next day. Nothing weird happened at all. And, you know, we kind of forgot about it. It was just like a normal weekend. And then Monday comes along. And we're talking to one of our coworkers who she lived in the same town that the comment was located in. And we were just kind of talking about the storm and like, oh yeah, it was crazy here. Like what happened where you were, you know, any trees come down. 
And she was like, yeah, we lost power too. So me and my boyfriend just decided to go for a drive uh, after the storm was over. And we kind of just, you know, drove around to like, look at the trees and like see the damage. And she confessed that like, they had decided to come mess with us while the power was out because she knew we were staying there. But she said, after I drove by, I saw lights in the basement and I felt so bad for you guys that you were down there in the dark, probably kind of scared, like trying to get the power back on. So we just, we just left, we drove away and we left. And so like, <laughs> at this moment, like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Because we didn't go in the basement. Like nobody was in the basement that night. And we very intentionally like avoided going in the basement while the power was off because it seemed like the dog was like freaking out about something in the basement. And so we don't know, you know, this is, this wasn't the first kind of unusual thing that happened there, but like, yeah, you know, I just like kind of looked at my brother and we both like looked really like upset and just, you know, kind of, we debriefed about it later, but yeah. So we, we never, we don't know if like maybe somebody did get in and was in the basement, like, or, or if it was just something else, like, I don't know, like an orb or something, I don't, whatever, like some, some kind of ghost that lit up. Yeah. Um, I'm going with ghost. Yeah. I hated it, uh, but I don't know what it but was. Do you, did your friend say that like the lights were on or they just saw lights down She said there. she saw lights like moving around, which I think she sort of had interpreted as us have being down there with flashlights, you know, like kind of waving lights around or something like seeing movement of lights in the basement was the the general vibe oh yeah. no that was a ghost yeah i mean it seems like <laughs> oh my god tell me more tell me more okay i mean i have i have some more that happened there uh and then i also have well yeah this one's pretty short so that way it won't take up too much time but um so one one other summer weekend sister mary and the other nuns were all going out of town for like various different vacations and so we were working there seven days a week over the summer, we would work like 8am 8, 8 to 6pm, uh, not seven days a week, sorry, five days a week. And then we would do our cleaning stuff on the weekends. Um, and we were asked to stay there and watch the dogs while they were on vacation. And then to like do this thing, which we would do a few times a year where we would like wax all of the non-carpeted floors. So like all of the linoleum and stuff, we'd move all the furniture and refrigerators and stuff and put it on the carpeted side of the classroom and we would wax the floors. And then when it was dry, we'd put everything back. And it was just this whole whole thing that took a couple of days and you couldn't do it when there were kids there. So we would do it on the weekend. And, um, you know, it was, it was cool. Cause we were going to stay there for a couple weeks, like while these nuns were on vacation, I think it was like two weeks or something. And it, you know, there was no like commute, like you'd wake up at work, you walk down the stairs, you're at work and like, you know, and then at night you get your extra work done while like feasting on instant Mac and cheese and like stealing the nuns booze. And like, it was cool, you know? So like, it wasn't a bad, <laughs> a bad setup. And so we like waited to do the waxing, uh, until like one of the last, I think it was like the last two nights that we were there, like the last weekend we were there or something. So we waited till the last minute and we really had to move like everything in every room all at the same time. Um, which congratulations. I feel like they just won some golden globes everywhere, every, every, everything, everywhere all at once. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Total, total, uh, tangent, but, um, yeah, so we're, so we're down there, we're trying to move all this stuff and there's like, there's this one classroom that's cl closer to one end of the hallway and it was called like the butterfly room. And then it was attached to another classroom that went out to the back play yard that was called the clown room. Um, Stop. And then, I know. And then towards like the other side of the building, 
there's a classroom called the turtle room and that was closer to the front door and closer to like the offices and stuff like that. Were they like decorated like these things? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. It was like literally just to have some kind of label for them, you okay, know, like, got it. yeah, it, there was almost, I don't think any, yeah, any thematic decorations, but, um, so yeah, we're, we're like moving stuff around. We started on those two back rooms, like near the yard, the butterfly room and the clown room, and we're moving the stuff off. And then the turtle room like has more stuff. It's a bigger room. It was like for the oldest kids. Um, and so we like teamed up to do that one together, like so that we could move, move stuff together. And as we're moving furniture from the linoleum floor where they would do snack time and stuff to the carpeted side of the room where most of the toys were like on shelves and books and stuff, there was this little toy Barbie phone uh, on one of the shelves and it started to ring. And we were like, oh, you know, like kind of, you, you you know, when it's quiet and you don't expect to hear something, it kind of startles you no matter how benign it is. So we like, terrifying. We're like, oh damn, like we must've bumped into it. Or like maybe when we put down like the refrigerator, you know, like the, the bang, like made the set it off or whatever. And so we just get back to work and we're moving more stuff. And like, you know, there was like this big water cooler that we had to move and it goes off again. And we're just kind of like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> what's that? What's going on? So my brother goes over to the shelf and like, picks this toy up this toy phone and he held the fake receiver to his ear and he paused and he was like yeah I think it's broken it's just making like there's just a bunch of static coming out of the receiver and I was like yeah it's supposed to like talk when you when you pick it up and push a button so maybe the batteries are just crapping out and that's why it's you know kind of glitching um and you're not getting this delightful conversation with Barbie like you're just getting weird white noise and so he sets it back down we moved a few more things and then a few more minutes later the, this toy phone rings again. And so my brother at this point is just like, fuck this. Like, I'm tired of this shit. You know, like we want to get this stuff done. And we're just like, I don't know. We, we both grew up again in this very Catholic sort of setting and community. And my parents are very Catholic and my mom is, is, you know, Latina. And like, so like, she was always telling us like crazy stories about like demons and ghosts from her childhood and like family lore. And so like, we just, you know, we're kind of like primed for that, I think. And we were like, fuck this. Like, let's just, let's, let's cut the shit. So he takes the the Barbie phone, goes and finds a little screwdriver or whatever so that he can take the batteries out. Um, so he takes it down the hall to this like supply cubby room between the, the butterfly room and the clown room. That's where he's able to find a screwdriver, takes it out and, and, you know, leaves it in there and comes back and starts to help me again in the turtle room down the opposite end of the hall. So I'm moving furniture. I'm waiting for him to come back. And then he, Took, takes the you know batteries out he comes back shows me the batteries and we're like cool all right good we just we're back to work we're doing our thing you know eating pizza and moving furniture and he starts sweeping the floor and um i'm about to run down to the basement to get waxing supplies and then all of a sudden we we hear it like very faintly because it was way down the hall this barbie phone is ringing again um and like we're both kind of like wait yeah, because it's not the real phone. Like the real phones were all, you know, it was, it was all landline. So like every phone in the place would ring at once and you could hear it really loudly everywhere. So it wasn't that. Like we knew it was this stupid toy phone that now didn't have batteries in it. And I'm like, I thought you took them out. And he's like, yeah, I did. And, you know, again, shows me these batteries from his back pocket. And so we kind of stood there for a minute and just, you know, kind of reacted to it. And then... um kind of came to this teenage boy conclusion that like, 
we need to get this thing out of here. And he like ran and grabbed the phone and we took it out to the trash yard and we threw it in a trash can and like just left it at that and never heard of it, you know, never heard from it again, never told anyone that we got rid of it. And, and that was, that was that. So yeah. It probably was somebody trying to talk to you. It's probably well, like, you missed a spot. <laughs> You're doing a bad job. Yeah. You waited till the last minute. Um, Oh my God. This yeah. place sounds really cool. It was, it was cool. Like we found like this weird underground crawl space that you could access through a panel in the wall of one of the downstairs classrooms that we called the world beneath. And like, you would find like old newspapers and like old soda cans in there. And we're like, is somebody hanging out here? Or is this just like, when, when was this stuff deposited here? Cause there's no reason I'm telling to go you, in that's there. That's the nuns. The nuns <laughs> are doing some. That's where they have shit. their rendezvous. Yeah. Yes. Did you hear about those nuns that like stole a bunch of money and went gambling a couple years ago? No, but that sounds cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, good for them. Unless they stole the money from the less fortunate, in which case I don't know. But if they just took it from like I think they did the church, you know, like they have all those nice things, they can afford it. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much to Demi. Helen and Daniel. Again, if you want to be on an upcoming listener phone call extravaganza, just email me ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. Subject line listener episode with some bullet points of your stories. I'd love to hear them all. Or, you know, you could also write your story out for me to read with a guest on the show. Uh, just do that in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or you could also email it to me. We also have a Facebook group as well that's just called Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. And please follow the show. Subscribe to it. Tell your friends about it. Are you following me on Instagram and all those other places? I'm at Roz Hernandez on Insta, at It's Roz Hernandez on TikTok and Twitter. I guess that's it. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.